Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome people to episode 446. Is that correct, Rebecca? I'm looking at you. I don't know. I think it is. I'm fairly certain it is, episode 446. Let me double check. We're not editing this out, people. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. It is. I was right. Shouldn't have doubted myself. <laughs> Should always go with your first instinct. It's Film Bastard, guys. I'm one of co hosts Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster. Hello, everyone. And Ian will be back with us shortly. He's urinating and getting some to drink. Hopefully, they are not connected um, to that. Um, but who can say in these heady times? Um, so what have we got this week? What have we got this week? Well, we've just recorded The Great Bastards, the first episode of our Baslam films for patrons. £2 a month, uh, guys, just to, just to seamlessly plug our patrons <laughs> right at the start of the show. Um, also, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Um, there's all loads of Pod Syndicate podcasts out there, like the Rewatch Project, Chinstroker versus Punter, um, his film, her movie, the Alien sequel, things like that. So you should go and listen to some of those because they're cool. But you should listen to us first. So don't like pause and then go listen to that. Listen to us first. Cause yeah, don't, go, don't go away. Don't, don't go away. Don't go away. So yeah. So it's here. I, I think this is the last, the very last. The last of the mythological movies. Of the, of the pre-pandemic movies coming out. And it is a biggie. It's Top Gun Maverick. We're going to get into that later. We're now cruising. Um, <laughs> wow. With Top Gun Maverick. That was gross. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd go cruising if Glenn Powell was there. If what? If Glenn Powell was there, I'd go cruising. What? No. What? That man is a walking bone. And I don't mean like the frat oh, fucking boy. Someone's going to get fucking Christ. date raped. I don't what? know who you're referring to. <laughs> You don't know how Glenn Powell, Glenn may, Powell. may be the hottest man alive right now. Yeah, he is. He also, he also manages to be... What, right, before we get into Top Gun Maverick, before we get into other things, right, can we have a conversation with why Glenn Powell isn't a huge fucking movie star yet? He's, fuck, he's fucking gonna be after this. Like, people are already saying he should be Johnny Storm in the MCU Fantastic Four. That is some fucking interesting casting, and I hope Marvel are fucking listening to that. It's just everything you see him in, he's brilliant in it. He's really oh, fucking cool. charismatic. And honestly, the the gif I'm about to show Rebecca, which is a gif that I have sent to the boys earlier, um, oh, yeah, maybe maybe the greatest porn that has ever existed. What, better than when that other man flexes in Top Gun, the first one? When he goes uh, like... Yeah, it, it's better than that. It's up there, <laughs> it's up there with Jamie Dornan Pommel Horse. Oh, no, it's not. It, it, it's, it, I think it is. I think it is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think it's up there with Jamie Dornan Pommel Horse. Yeah. So when I go to the St. Peter's Gates... I think I've got the wrong idea about your boy chat. Is your boy chat just, just... Is that you sending each other gifts of other boys being hot? Because that's not what I anticipated. On occasionally. <laughs> On occasion. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Like, Glenn Powell is fucking delicious. He is. Like... Yeah. He's a tasty snack. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've got that coming up. More Glenn Powell chat. Uh, we have trailers... Tangents. We have what we've been watching, um, and yeah, just just hilarity will ensue. So, Ian, what's been happening in the movie news? So, 
this is something that might that it's probably kind of been and gone by the time this episode comes out but i have been tickled pink by the accidental great viral marketing that dash cam's been getting on uh social media over the last day or so yeah um so for those who aren't aware dash cam the new film from rob savage uh jed shepherd and Gemma hurley the uh, uh writers and director behind host uh comes out in uk and us cinemas in limited release on friday um this film is not playing in many cinemas Probably because it also comes out on digital download on Monday, so not much of a window there. Um, but somebody asked a representative of you why Dashcam wasn't playing, and they said that they had um, chosen to pull the film uh, because they respect diversity and were worried that people would be offended by the content of the film. Uh, we've not seen Dashcam yet, we'll be reviewing it next week. Um, I think, yeah. but uh, the basically the the main character is a COVID uh, denier, um, but apparently the film doesn't exactly promote those views. Um, now, View have since come out and said, actually, it was for commercial reasons. This person was wrong, but. Um, the, the folks behind Host, and fair fucking play to them, to be clear, fair play to them, have been all out there going, watch the film that View banned. You know, yep. watch the film you're not supposed to see. And that is shit they could not pay enough for. If I was any of the people behind Dashcam, and I was like, what would I rather have? View play my film probably one late show a day for a week. Or have the fucking marketing of being able to say a representative of you said we're not showing the film because we're worried it might offend people. I know what I'd pick. Yeah. Absolute fucking genius. I think they're going to have to be careful how they play it now. You know, just in terms of like view have put out a statement saying it's not that. And it looks like View are getting a lot of shit from people for it. So I think there probably does need to be a case of correcting the record there. Because, you know, fair play, they're not playing. The reason why they're not playing it is because it's got a three-day theatrical window. And I'd certainly respect that. Um, But it's fucking genius marketing. And people, I've noticed people kind of now going you lot know really why this isn't uh why this wasn't really being played you need to like people don't fucking believe that it it's just it's genius marketing and i could see why they've been ramming the shit out of it for what it's worth it's playing the cinema close to me but it is playing twice a day and the earliest showing is 10 to 10 at night so i'm going to have a fucking job being able to see it in the cinema and i want to see it in the cinema because apparently it works really well with a crowd but in my head i'm thinking 10 to 10 at night how many people are actually going to fucking be there Mm. but we'll see i'm planning on going to see it friday night i am just looking to see if it's actually playing anywhere near us it's literally only playing showcase and indies so it's not playing. I don't think it's playing anywhere near us, to be honest. 
Let me double check. Uh, so that, that's the thing. There's a there's a part of me that's going like, I feel sorry for the view social media people who are having to deal with this probably with not that much guidance from their higher ups. But there's also a part of me that's like, if somebody from view has fucking said this, and they've obviously got that from somewhere, then fair play, rag the shit out of it in marketing terms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's not played anywhere near me. <laughs> so we might be watching it on that's, Monday. That... <laughs> but I'm, 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 the... I'm very happy to buy it on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Like... One hundred percent, I will be supporting this in some way that involves me parting cash. Absolutely, yeah, like Without question for for fucking sure. Um, like yeah, I I hope the thing is it's only about I think it's about an hour and a quarter before credits, so I could probably go see it and be home before midnight. Mm. So that 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 could be fun it's a shame though it's a shame and sorry if my fart just got picked up on the mic there i'm just gonna call it out um i'm so sorry um did it i don't think I so no. i saw waves okay that's fine but um just know that i'm polite at least um but yeah i just i think that's it's fucking genius and fair play to rob and co for for doing that it's very very funny and good on them yeah, but also, like, if the tide turns and the view social media people are getting shit like flung at them, I don't think that's entirely fair. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a there's a, there's a healthy balance we want. Yeah, yeah, but still funny. What what else has um, happened in the movie world? Oh, I don't know. Why are you asking me? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just been that much. I think it's been quite quiet, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, so the Cam Palm door went to Ruben Ostland's new film, Triangle of Sadness, um, which m- reminds me that I need to watch his previous films. Um, so he directed Force Majeure, uh, which was remade as Downhill. I've seen Downhill. I haven't seen Force Majeure. And um, he <laughs> made the also um, Palm door winning The Square, which, again, I haven't seen. So I've got some fucking homework to do. It's very, very... It's interesting that this dude has just won two consecutive palm doors. Like, that feels like that doesn't happen very often. Um, And, yeah, I, it, it, that, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean... The the Square's of, the one with um, uh, Elizabeth Moss in it, isn't it? The Square? Yeah. Oh, is it? Is she in that? Yeah. I know there's a bit where like there's this like perform uh, performance artist guy who pretends to be like an ape or something and goes batshit and it's really uncomfortable for people. So really, I should should probably have seen it by now. Yeah, I um, I, I started watching it and fell asleep, but nothing to do with the film. I was just very tired. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Forgive me. It is Elizabeth Moss. Uh, Moss. Uh, Class Bang. Elizabeth Moss. Dominic West. Uh, Terry Nasseri. Um. Yeah, I need to fucking watch that. Yeah, I was gonna. I I, I wanted to watch watch it uh, the other day. I was looking for it on both Movie and the Criterion Channel, and neither of them had it. And that kind of feels like I've just hit number wang in terms of like things that you can't find on that film not being on either of those 
Um, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, it sounds interesting. Um, the Park Chan-Wook one, uh, decision to leave, I think. Did I get Best Director? I think um, it did, yeah. Yeah, I'm. F- oh god, that really looking forward to that film. It's a, it was a it was a good little lineup at Cannes. I mean, Crime to the Future we're not going to be able to see in fucking June. It doesn't even have distribution over here yet. I found out. Yeah. Well, apparently the square is on Mubi, mate. I fucking looked it up on Mubi the other day and I couldn't find the motherfucker. Are you serious? What was I typing in? I wasn't typing in the circle, thinking I was trying to find that Tom Hanks film. <laughs> That's definitely on movie. <laughs> Is it really on fucking movie? What the shit was I doing then? Yeah, I've just been on um, Just Watch and it's called it's on movie. I've clicked on a movie. Oh, fuck me. I don't there have movie, but because um, I've cancelled it, I managed to find out I am the one person who's managed to cancel movie. Woo! Oh, no number wang for me then. There it is. Why the fuck did I not see that? There's two films. No, there are three films called The Square on Mubi. <laughs> I can't have been on Mubi. What the shit was I on? Hang on. Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square is on Mubi. That can't be right. No, hang on. But you can't watch it. Hang on. No, 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 no. Hang on now. Hang on now. Hang on now. Can I actually play it? Why are there films... There's loads of films on this, but only one of them is playable. But it's Mubi. You wouldn't be looking up films not on Mubi, on the Mubi app. (laughs) Alright, well, fuck me. The square is on it. I think I'm going to watch it this week. I'm angry now. I'm angry with myself and I'm disappointed. Well, there you go. You've got got a lovely two and a half hours worth of satire. (laughs) If this is how I am three bottles deep, guys, fucking buckle up. We're <laughs> going on a ride tonight. What trailers have you watched this week, Ian? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Right. The Man from Toronto. <laughs> yes. From the, the director of the Hitman's Bodyguard and the same font as the Hitman's Bodyguard. Hell yeah. It, like, yeah, Patrick Hughes, buddy, let's go. Fucking, yes. I just, I love that that guy basically started out with a film that we watched at Fright Fest, Red Hill, and now is just making these straight down the line, fun, block, but like kind of semi-blockbuster action comedies. I'm very disappointed that uh, Jason Statham was replaced by Woody Harrelson. I love me some Woody Harrelson, but Jason Statham delivering those lines in the trailer would have been better than Woody Harrelson delivering them. I, I, I um, do like the idea, though, that Woody Harrelson was known that Jason Statham was originally going to be in it and decided to just play it as doing an impression of Jason Statham. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Like, like, um, like he's gone, gone, we're going to change the costumes up a little bit, and he's gone, duh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, fair. Um, I I think this looks fun. This 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 looks like more Patrick Hughes goodness. Patrick Hughes, thumbs up from me, buddy. You keep doing you. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm up for this. It looks fun. Kevin Hart doing this 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 sort of thing, I find amusing, and it's Woody Harrelson. Like, what was that line where it's like he's pretend like he's having a like 
try and torture the guy. He's like, I'm going to put my thumbs in your eyes so much I'm really going to enjoy it or something. <laughs> like. Well, what's up, Vex? I'll watch it because I like Woody Harrelson. But I, I don't think it looks very good. Well, but you. then all the trailers that we're going to speak about, I think, look pretty shit. <laughs> so maybe I'm just in a miserable mood. I just, like... I need to see how much the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is on 4K disc. I need to own that film physically. I really enjoyed that film. Yeah. That film fucking bangs. That film was so much fun. Yeah. I, 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 I just A great moment of that movie uh, is, is the fact that Morgan Freeman plays Ryan Reynolds' dad in it. <laughs> Oh god, it's great. Yeah. Um what else have we got? Right. Pinocchio. <laughs> You're gonna have a teaser for Pinocchio and not show P- Pinocchio. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Um <laughs> Have you seen the poster? Oh yeah. Pinocchio in silhouette. They can't even bear they can't even bear to show him in colour. And, and, and the fucking tagline. <laughs> You can't kill what never lived. What the fuck? Fuck off! That's not the tagline. You are a liar. I'm sure it's something like that. Shut that is not the tagline for Disney's live action remake of Pinocchio. Mark, you have been played like a fiddle, sir. Have I? Is it? Is it? Have I been? Have I been duped? You can't kill what never lived is the tagline for a Disney film. I think I have been duped. <laughs> Mark. What? I'm tired. I'm very tired at the moment. That's Yeah, I've been May. duped. I've been duped. <laughs> I've been duped and returned it into a horror film. I'd watch that. But I mean I would watch that as well, but <laughs> mate. Gonna get it. So I'm gonna send you a copy of what I've been duped by. <laughs> On this Disney Plus day, you can't kill what never. <laughs> Pinocchio now streaming. <laughs> Would watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, also the seagull uh, looked really bad. That was a very bad CG seagull. Why the um, CG fucking Figaro? Just get a cat to roll on its back. Like, it's not hard. They do it all the time. It's because it's Robert Zemeckis. Right, Mark, you didn't think that was a real poster. I did, yeah. Fuck's sake. Two things. One, I've never claimed to be a bright man. (laughs) Two. (laughs) Two, I'm very tired. I'm claiming it's real. (laughs) I mean, they made effort with the font, and it does like look like it could be a legit poster until you read the words. You never know nowadays. <laughs> I'm downloading. Fuck me, the, but yeah, I'm downloading the fucking app that they used for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good. I, they, I mean, like, okay, it's a teaser, but also, like, if the effects are still, mm, this comes out in just over three months. Good luck, Disney. 
I just I don't get it. Why do, why are we getting so many Pinocchio movies? I mean, yeah, because you've got the Guillermo del Toro Netflix one coming out this year as well. Yeah, and there was um, one last year, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Isn't uh, there uh, a... Wait. Isn't there an also an animated one that Paulie Shaw's doing a voice for? Oh, uh, that sounds right. I think that might already be out. Yeah, and there was that one, one, one like, literally, like, last year or the year before... Yeah, yeah. The year, yeah, the year before I watched it because it got nominated for like best makeup and another Oscar. That was it. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was fucking barking, but it was. It's. I'm, I actually think I probably would have enjoyed that one more than I will enjoy the Robert Zemeckis one. Is that because it looks? Yeah, Pinocchio, a true story. Polly Shaw. Yeah. This just looks like. Why it looks like contractual obligation? It looks like they agreed to it, went uh oh, and went I don't know. We'll just fucking come it out on Disney Plus Day. Yeah. Looks shit. It 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 it, it looks horrible. Yes. Mm. It just it's a Tom Hanks starring Pinocchio, and it's just out on Disney Plus. I, like they, they must have no hope for it at there's, all. There's a part of me that hopes that Tom Hanks is literally in it for like six minutes. <laughs> I mean, I think Geppetto is quite a big part of the... Who knows nowadays? Yeah, true. <laughs> true. What if it came out and it was actually a 12 minute short? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be better. It, it, it's just going to be a tight 62 minutes. <laughs> With 12 minutes of credits. Yeah. 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 Uh, not yeah, not not digging the look of Pinocchio. What else have we got? Mm-mm. What else do we have? The Grey Man. So. Great facial hair. Strong, yeah. Um It's it it's got some shot on a in a car park in Georgia vibes to me it does yes um, there, there, there looks, there's there's a, a an action sequence in a trailer that you are looking at and going was that just outcuts from the winter soldier <laughs> yeah yeah i i hope it's good i mean jesus christ that cast is decent yes Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that they put this out, like, the day after the Dead Reckoning trailer, like, was just, <laughs> what are you lot doing? Yeah, there is a, there is a certain element of, th- this has got to be good, otherwise the Russo brothers are just, oh, it was just Marvel then. Yeah. What do you think, Bex? I just think it looks really uninspired, to be honest. It just... No, I'd like to see Ryan Gosling do something, but I, I just don't know that I want it to be this. I'm. The thing is, there's rumours that this is going to come out in cinemas as well. Right. It, it, well, it's not rumours. It's coming out a week. It's going to be in cinemas a week before. Is it a week before? Is it a full week before? That is that like I didn't know it was confirmed. I thought it was. Yeah, just yeah, a suggestion. yeah. Um, yeah, that's confirmed. Then uh, yeah, I'll happily go and see it in the cinema. But again, like Dashcam, if it's only got a one-week theatrical window, where are you going to go see it? Well, that's it, yeah. It's... There's that element of it. Mm. Come to Cardiff for the weekend. The showcase will show it. Good old showcase. <laughs> showcase will literally show anything, though, won't they? <laughs> Which is good about them. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's pretty good of them. Yep. Um, the latest Elvis trailer. Ah, <laughs> oh, looks really good. Uh, I, d- I, d- I didn't watch this. Go ahead, sorry. We saw it in cinema, didn't we? Yes, we did. We saw it before. Top Gun. Top Gun. Uh, looks really fucking good. Uh, I have certain worries, though. Go on. Well, I've said this to you before. You don't agree with me, but I still claim that I'm right. Oh, is this the fucking music thing? Yeah. Yeah, I just think that if you're going to do an Elvis biopic, if you then have music that isn't by Elvis in it, it feels a little bit risky. Yeah, I 100% don't agree with you on that. That's fine. You could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I it, it's it more looks very much like this is going to be Austin Butler's movie, which it kind of should be. Yeah. But I'm. I'm what's a runtime? What's the runtime of it? Just over two and a half. So just over two and a half. See that that feels like this movie should be two and a half hours long. Yep. You know, if it was, if it was like, I don't know, if it was just over two hours, I'd be worried, and if it was p- pushing three hours, I'd be even more worried. Yeah. I've got to say, right. Over the last couple of weeks, I've become a, become a lot more chill on run times when you've got fucking episodes of Stranger Things going two and a half hours long. When you've got one... The last episodes, not the ones that I think have been released, but they're doing another two at the end of the month. The last one of the series is two and a half hours long. If you are fucking telling me that it's acceptable for a two and a half hour long Stranger Things, I am just... Fine, give me a two-hour, forty-minute Elvis film. Give me a three and a half-hour Irishman. Apple, if you don't let Scorsese let Killers of the Flower Moon just be four and a quarter hours long, fuck you. At, at this point, Scorsese has final cut on that as well. <laughs> Glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, I can't wait for Elvis. Sorry, despite what some of the reviews are saying. I can't fucking wait for Elvis. Like, it, it just... Let's just... Baz Luhrmann just going mad. But it's about Elvis. That sounds fine. Yeah, I am, I am, I am, I am very much... The thing is, the kind of certain some negative reviews of it have just made me a little bit more excited. I haven't read anything yep. about it. It, it, it. It's very much like, it's style over substance. It's like, like a few things there. One, it's an Elvis biopic. And two, it's a Baz Luhrmann film. Of course, it's style over substance. Yeah. But apparently, Austin Butler is amazing. Yeah. So, like, everybody is saying, even if they don't like the film, Austin Butler's really, really good in it. So, cool. That's great. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, The Menu. I'm quite keen for this. What's that? Uh, The Menu uh, stars everyone's favourite space alien. Oh, fuck. I thought you were about to say Cam Gigante. Sorry. No, <laughs> no. No, unfortunately. I don't think he's in it. Because um, okay. he is everyone's favourite. But it does stay everyone's favourite. Um, Space Alien, Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, Ralph... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's Anya Taylor-Joy. Sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting again. Sorry, go on. Uh, just, Ralph yeah, Fiennes, Janet McTeer, uh, Nicholas Holt, <laughs> John Leguizamo's there as well. Oh, wow. Cool cast. Yep. Listen to this synopsis. A young couple travel to a remote island to eat an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish meal with some shocking surprises. 
Yes! What? It's that a, sounds brilliant. It's a thriller that looks a little bit. It, I don't know. It's a. It looks a bit mental, doesn't it, Bex? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Who's it directed by? Mark Mylod. Who did? Uh, uh, what did he oh, do? What the fuck did he do? He's done here. like Succession and some Game of Thrones bits. Okay, that's yeah. All right. All sure, right. I'm, sti- it... I'm sure he did a film. Oh yeah, I do remember which film he did. Is it the Royal Family movie? Nope. It's 2011's What's Your Number? With Anna Faris <laughs> and Chris Evans. Hell yeah. Of course you would know his name. Can I just point out, that's a good movie. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Is, is, is this a streamy? Or... Uh, I think it might be a streamy, yeah. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds good though. That's a good log line, that is. Good looking trailer as well. It is. It looks it yeah. looks good. Yeah, it might not be a streamer, you know. It looks like it should be an A twenty four movie. It does look like it should be an A twenty four movie. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Down for that. Um Yeah. Uh so You're not gonna do the last one. Yeah, I'm gonna do the last one. The first full proper Thor trailer, I believe it was. Oh yeah, what what what? Where, where where's everyone with this? I kind of feel like fuck this movie. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite there yet, but I was going. I prefer to watch the movie that was in the first trailer, not this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one looks boring. Go away. It does look boring, doesn't it? Yeah. It just looks shit. I, I I I hope Russell Crowe is like secretly the third top build actor in it I, I, I'm looking be. forward to Russell Crowe because I'm always looking forward to Russell Crowe um, but yeah there's bits I'm not looking forward to is one of those bits Natalie Portman a little bit of that yeah but also as well I'm not looking forward to the fact that none of it looks real if that makes sense yeah. it looks really cheap yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so apparent that there is scuttlebutt that Marvel are just flinging visual effects work at the people that they give it to at the moment with all the TV projects and stuff as well, and they're just having difficulty like keeping up, and you can see that with this like the. There was a whole thing about, like, Robert Downey Jr. after a certain point was like, I'm not putting the fucking Iron Man suit on again, like the head and whatnot, just CG it. And it feels like they've now gone, oh, fuck it, we don't have to manufacture helmets, we'll CG them. Yeah. And it, it's... It, yeah. It's going to be... If the, re, if the reception to this is nothing less than, like, basically universal love... I kind of feel like Marvel might start shitting themselves a bit. Yeah, I, 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 there's there's a point I think where they might start going a little bit like, "Fuck, I, I have have we have we just scrambled the golden goose a little bit?" Ring like, Robert, Doctor see if there's Strange. a way we can bring him back with some timey wimey shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Doctor Strange has made a shitload of money. But that film has evaporated. Oh, it's, it's disappeared. Literally, when you said it there, I forgot that it existed and we only watched it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. 
Do you know what it gave me vibes of, this trailer? What? Is it... It's in one of the Thor movies, but I can't remember which one it is, where um, Matt Damon is playing, like, Thor, and I think Loki. Ragnarok. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. And they're doing that, like, Amdram play version of the Thor story. That's what it feels like, that stage play. That's what the costuming looks like. That's what the styling, makeup, look of it look like. It looks... It looks fucking amateurish. From this trailer, it looks a little bit like they've gone, we can't any of the Guardians of the Galaxy in it at all because people think this is a Guardians movie now and I have a feeling they're not in it a lot. Mm. But the first trailer made it look like they're in it loads. Mm. I have a feeling they're in it for like 10 minutes at the beginning and they're not at all. Yeah, but come on, it's not like Marvel to be concerned with misleading people in their trailers. Mm. If it gets bums on seats... Mm. I just, I just think I think it, hey, it looks crap. I'm I'm glad I I, I like I, I like me some MCU most of the time, and I'm glad they're there. But I'm also very very glad that other films are occupying discussion, and not just in like film circles. Yes. You know, you look at you know, you look at Top Gun Maverick, everything everywhere all at once seemed to break out a bit as well. You know, like people kind of people were talking about it outside, you know. And I'm just glad that it isn't just all MCU and that it's not like the tide is massively turning financially, but that culturally in the film landscape, it's definitely not all MCU. Yeah. And, it, it, like, and it feels like it feels like last year when cinemas reopened, it was. Yeah, whereas now it feels like there might be a little bit of room to play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And let's go play. Let's go to flight school. <laughs> um, Top Gun Maverick uh, is directed by uh, Joseph Kaczynski uh, and is written by some people. Uh, and who's who's there? Well, well, Tommy. Tommy's back. Of course he is. Uh, and who's he brought along with him this time? He's brought along Jennifer Connolly, Miles Teller, John Hamm, uh, the delicious Glenn Powell, uh, Louis Pullman's there, Ad Harris, Val Kilmer's back a little bit, Monica Barbaro's there, uh, who else is there? Other people are there um, that we may or may not care about. Um, so yeah, what's it about? I'm going to get the, uh, we all know what it's about, but I'm going to get the, the IMDB uh, Top Gun Maverick bit so it can tell us what it's about. And let's see if it gets it right. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Peter Mitchell, yeah, that's what it says here, uh, is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Okay, IMDB, that's not really what it's about, but cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> that is a weird fucking synopsis. It is, isn't it? Yeah, he's not dodging a rank. They won't fucking give it him because he's too badass. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, IMDb is good and it's treated as well. But it's only the biggest movie on the fucking planet at the moment. Yeah. IMDb, you know, you could at least fucking try and not just prove that you are owned by Amazon. <laughs> Um, so That's yeah, true. it's here. It's finally here. Top Gun Maverick. Woo. Um, Ian, how do you trip to flight school, girl? 
it went well. So this is the last of the yep. COVID delayed films. And oh, Paramount, right, before we get on to Top Gun Maverick, sorry. Paramount have been absolutely playing a blinder all the way through this lot. They have sold the films that they were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just make some money out of this. Case in point, coming to America, sold that motherfucker for like tens of millions of dollars and it just made out like fucking bandits um, given what that film actually turned out to be. Um, They held back Quiet Place Part 2, Jackass Forever... Top Gun, you know, uh, there are there are others. Uh, actually, no, they didn't hold it back, but Scream, they dared to release Scream in mid-January when COVID was, like, swirling about, but they were like, fuck it, let's get this out there. And that film has done just under $150 million worldwide, which is pretty great. Um, they have, with The Lost City as well, that's just gone over $100 million in the US, like every single one of their films they released in the cinema, I think like the last five have gone in at number one. Paramount have been so fucking smart and have curried so much good favour in going, look, the stuff that we believe needs to be seen in the cinema, we are releasing in the cinema. And then they are making money hand over fist and good on them. <laughs> and it cr- absolutely climaxes with Top Gun Maverick and climaxes and a fucking appropriate word. Um... What a film. What a fucking film. It's got issues, and I do not care. Um, I talked about Top Gun on the last episode. I like Top Gun. I I, I think that it, it, it's got a lot of issues. Um, Top Gun Maverick is fucking entertainment. It is the dictionary definition of why a kid would fall in love with fucking films in the first place because i tell you what folks they're not going to films to watch fucking ingmar bergman when they're eight (laughs) but i tell you what they fucking would watch when they're eight top gun maverick i was in and my imax audience was people of all fucking ages and you could hear a pin drop like i swear to god there were kids younger than lottie in that screening and didn't hear anything from any of them. Yes, a, a couple of times they went to the toilet and what, like, fucking, they're six or whatever, fine. But this audience was fucking wrapped. It was the ideal of a cinema audience watching basically the ideal of a film in a cinema. Fucking bravo. We'll get into it, but there you go. Bar is fucking high film of the fucking year nice Bex you're a fan of the cruise aren't you I am now yeah there was that those wilderness years those wilderness years where you were wrong when I was wrong yeah, yeah. but um, yeah we, we, very quickly we watched Top Gun didn't we this week yes we did yeah and we enjoyed it didn't yeah, we yeah we did what do you think of Top Gun Maverick one thing I just want to say before, before I get into that do you know what's great about watching them so close together what how much like because sometimes you can get sequels especially when it's this long between them yes I, I mean I think this is the longest 
according to IMDb, this is the longest gap between a film and its sequel. Um, but when there is a big Pro- gap, there is there is sometimes kind of the characters feel different. Like, you know, Tom Cruise is significantly older than he was when he played Maverick in the first one, but he fucking feels exactly like what Maverick would be now. Like it, it, it's it's such a like tonally and everything as a sequel it works so well sometimes there is a disconnect in the often there is a disconnect between a film and a sequel yeah because often the the sequel when it's done that many years afterwards or yeah. a significant period afterwards they try and essentially just they try and kind of get you to go ah 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 look look this has happened again yeah whereas this doesn't it just exists as a film yeah yeah absolutely um and I liked I liked the lived in feel of Maverick as well. Like it doesn't like Jennifer Connolly's not in the first one. Nope. But it doesn't explain her presence. She's just nope. someone that he's met in the many, many years between then and now. It's just she's just there and she owns a bar. Yep. Um it doesn't explain what's her name? Kelly McGillis. Not Kelly being McGillis. there. Yeah. Because he's just some girly shag when he was younger. Yeah, like, it, it's the, not... the, there's an element of, of, of what? At the end of Maverick, did you, at the top, did you think they would still be together 30 yeah. years later? Yeah, exactly. Or that it even, like, she'd even be referenced. The, you know, obviously Iceman is there. And mm. that, that scene is a beautiful tribute. Yeah, it, 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 it's very well handled. Yeah, it is. That, oh, and, the, and, and it it it, it just it feels like Val Kilmer's on screen retirement as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, which is sad, but obviously completely it, understandable. It is, but <laughs> if he's if he's done that on his own terms, though, and he's like, "Nah, do you know what? I'll be Iceman one more time." I I, I hope he'd be happy with that. Apparently, he was he was quite reticent to do it because he didn't want to. It was like, I can't, I, I can barely talk. Mm. And was like that, and they were like, we, we will work around all of that. Oh, no, 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 no. There's, there's, there's more to it than that. The, um, the people that would have to make it work were like, but how are we going to make it work if you, if you can't talk to him? And Tom Cruise just went, he's going to be in it. We're going to have a scene together. Work out a way. Yeah. That, and, and like, insisted on it. Yeah, yeah that, oh, I think yeah. McQuarrie just went, I've got a way to do this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the and the fact that because they could have just had it all on computer screen, but the fact that he speaks at the end of that scene, like those might be the last words he utters on screen. Yeah, I fucking teared up. Yeah, I, yeah, I did a little bit. It, it, it's very. I think we're just very quickly on on Valkyrie. It's very easy to you know to to look at the fact that yeah, there's an argument to say he hasn't made a. He's made a handful of good films in the past twenty odd years, yeah. But there was a point in like the the eighties to like the mid nineties where fucking hell, he was incredible. You know, I, I still yeah. maintain that his Doc Holiday in Tombstone is one of cinema's great performances. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah. Um, him, you know, he he's brilliant in Heat. In, in True Romance, his Elvis um, is is just incredible. <laughs> yeah. And the Doors is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, that was my little 
Valkyrie appreciation. Sorry, about this. Okay. I'm just I'm 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 glad his last his last one wasn't the snowman. Just, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Um, another thing that's weird actually though watching them back to back like we did because obviously Tom Cruise for a long time has been Tom Cruise kind of he's, he's whittled himself into you know granted he can't add an extra six inches onto his height but as close to perfection as a man of his age can be and then watching like pre-tooth straightening Tom Cruise in Top Gun because he never had bad teeth no. specifically did he but his, his centre line was off centre yeah and, and watching it go from that to that is a bit like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just think, I think it's, I think it, it's fantastic. It's it's entertainment. It's not trying to change your worldview point or say anything hugely important. But it's, it's just there to fucking entertain the shit out of you and it does its job. I very much like the fact that there's no specificity of who the bad guys are. Mm. So... And, and just to break off on that for a sec, some people have been like com- complaining about the fucking jingoistic and like you'll like Top Gun Maverick despite yourself. No, all right, it's not going America rah rah. It's going here is a team of people trying to achieve a really fucking difficult goal. And yes, all right, it looks very very fucking cool flying those jets, but. They also make very, very fucking clear how much work those people have to do and how dangerous it is. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like an ad, a, a recruitment advert, whereas I think maybe Top Gun kind of did to an extent. Um, but this, it, it just like it, it just wants to entertain you. Like that, that's all it is, and it's doing it in a pretty non um denominative way you know like it, it yeah like like you said mark it just it's riled me that people have like oh you'll like it despite yourself fuck off just enjoy things yeah it is i i think i i, I read the article but i sent a snapshot of, a, of an article to, to the boys in the boys chat and, and used a a a a, a chin versus punter phrase uh from it um uh, where the guy was basically saying that um we shouldn't look at, you know, yeah, you can enjoy Top Gun Maverick, but we shouldn't forget what it represents. It's like, fuck off, you minge face assassin of joy. It's about people flying planes and it's doing stuff that's not, dangerous. Not everything has to be... A thing. Not everything has to completely 100% represent your moral <sighs> fibre. Fuck off, you miserly bastard. It is, there's, there's an element of... Get over yourself. It's just like you said, Bex. There, it's just a fun movie about some flying fucking planes. I'm not going to go through it all because all of the trivia facts on IMDb are like, huh, okay. But I would recommend you read them because it's quite fascinating. Like about how the in because Tom Cruise. All right, I'll go into one of them. Tom Cruise said that he'd only do the film if there was minimal green screen and CGI used. Which is, which, which is I think, one of the reasons why it, it looks as so fucking yeah. impressive as it does and why it, why it engages as much as it does. This movie does not feel like it's two and a bit hours long. Oh, no. Um, and I think part of that is because it you constantly feel like it's real. It's outside, the majority of it, and it's at daytime, the majority of it. Mm, mm. Sorry, what are you saying? But sorry, let me jump um, So to get the... in in cockpit stuff. Yeah. The actors were in charge of their cameras and filming. So they'd have to like 
press record, press stop, press record, press stop, touch up their makeup, touch up their hair while they were in the air and stuff like that, because they had to fly the planes, and so they had to be up there. Mm. Um, what is going on outside? Oh, hello. Um, my my daughter's just come to deliver me beers and has just uh, charged me increased surge. Po- <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't me. It was so me. I said to, I, I said to Donna, I'll give her fifty p if she gets me a couple of beers, and she said, oh, 75 p because it's the bank holiday and <laughs> surge pricing. Say it. I didn't say that. <laughs> did you say seventy five p or did Mummy? Mummy did. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, mummy, that cheeky mummy. All right, okay, I'm going to give you 75p, but thank you for being honest, and I'll, I'll talk to mummy later. No, you're not, you're not going to do that. Okay, all right. No! no um, oh, that's cool. She's watching the sound waves. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, I better, I better get back to it, babe, okay? Bye! All right, love you. Did she, did she have a swig of your beer on the way up? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um Where were we? I can't remember what I was I didn't I didn't see her coming. Sorry, she just took me off guard. Um what's it? Oh yeah, so they had to they had to do their own bits and um apparently they'd be like flying around doing bits for hours and then just handle the footage over when they got down and then it was cut together. Fucking hell. That's mental. Yeah. Cruz just works in his yeah. own weird little fucking way, don't they? On yeah. his films. Yeah. It's... Yeah, can you imagine like signing on to a fucking Tom Cruise movie of this type? And then being like, you know, you know it's Tom Cruise though, right? So you're gonna have to do all of this for, for real. <laughs> Shit. But it and it, it's just you know. I'm sure we've been critical of Cruz in the past, and it's like, I'm the whole Scientology thing. I'm I'm sure there is some shady shit there, but I'd also like to think it's not shady shit that involves, I don't know, like fucking underage girls or like screwing people over in disgusting ways. Like it, it feels like if shit was going to come out about Tom Cruise that was really, 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 really bad, it would have. And, like, over the last week, the, like, people have been sharing that video of him being asked by that interviewer whether, what was it, like, whether he still loves Nicole Kidman or something, and, like, post-divorce and Tom Cruise going, like, you know that's out of line. Mm. That's out of line. You're being... You're crossing the line there. No, it's fine, but hey, and people going, "What a psycho!" It's like, nah, mate. He's on camera, and he'd probably like to say a lot of things, but he's not going to because he's on camera. Yeah, and he's media trained. So, but and sorry, my point is, the dude like does just want to be a movie star, you know, and he's he's not, you know, he. He's he's flaunting it in a way of like landing at Cannes in a, like a fucking jet and all this kind of stuff. Um, but he is trying to entertain people, and he seems to know that his place is an entertainer, 
and all of this stuff that he's making people do for these films is to en- is to entertain audiences. Is it to enhance the brand of Tom Cruise? Yeah, sure. But also, you don't see him on Instagram talking about his fucking tequila. What do you see him talking about? Movie making. Yeah. About how you should turn off your motion smoothie. Yeah. Talking about film... Like, getting filmmaker mode done with Christopher McQuarrie and Christopher Nolan. Yep. You know, that's... I, I don't know. It just... The dude's a force for good in terms of cinema. And does everything work? No. But when it works like Top Gun Maverick does, like Fallout does, holy fucking shit. And we're going to get these films. We got this. We're going to have the next two Mission Impossibles. And then he is going to be a character actor until the day fucking dies. Yeah, that's it. And that is going to rule. There was a great moment in this way where you've got all of them playing touch football on the um, on the beach. Yeah, there's a lot of trivia about that in the IMDb thing. Isn't um, but there's a great bit where Cruz just sits down mm. and just watches it for a little bit. And it's almost like him going, do you know what, I, I, I can, I'm an old man now, let me sit down. Yeah. There's an element of that to it. I also do love the fact that they're all shirtless apart from Lewis Pullman, who is clearly gone, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, but again, that's fine. It's not like he's poked at as as a figure of fun. No. Like he's he's one of the slow burn. Yes, you are instantly in the main flight crew. People. Yeah, it's it, it, the, the the great moment where it, where he arrives and they, and he goes hi and they go how long have you been there? And he's like I've been here all the whole time. <laughs> and, but there's no him being like a fumble or anything like that. They just accept the fact that if he's there, he's supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's no, he's shit. It's just, yeah, he's just Bob. <laughs> Bob? I love that his call sign's Bob. Yep. I, I did not know it was Bob Holman's son either. Ah, no, neither did I. Okay, so I do have a couple of very, very mild criticisms. Go on, then. what? One, it is startlingly obvious from when the, the people in the flight school are introduced who the main ones are and who the people that you will just never hear of again are. It's like, this is, oh, I can't even remember their fucking call signs now, but Rooster and Fanboy and whatever the fuck she is, Phoenix and these are also her. Like, it's it's just so obvious. Oh, yeah. Who are going to be the main kind of crew within the crew. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one was, it's it's the very definition of mild peril. <laughs> like, yeah. it, even at the bits where there's like, there theoretically should be some peril. You're just sat there going, yeah, but blah, 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 is just going to come and shoot. Yeah. It's fine. But, 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 even though you're waiting for it, I think that's part of the, it's part of like, like the tension, but part of the excitement of going, it's going to arrive in a second, in a second, any second now, bang, yeah, you fucking girl, hangman, you beautiful prick. <laughs> but I mean, again, it just like, it, it just speaks to me of that kind of like, I don't know. It's it's interesting where I'd have had the same period if opinion if COVID never had happened, like where it feels just precision tool to be. Yeah, you're expecting it to happen, but fuck me, is it satisfying when it does? <laughs> yes. And like just seeing that on the big screen with that audience now, obviously this film was like basically done pre-COVID. Whether I would have felt the same, but honestly, it was the 
Mo, uh, this and No Time to Die, but probably this actually what was actually no No Time to Die, like the last twenty minutes where like eh, like it was silence apart from people fucking sniffing, like it just the most fucking hell. This is what cinema can do. This is why people talk about seeing things on the big screen with a big audience. You know, and, and it, it yeah. It just, I, 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 I think knowing what we missed in COVID, I'm still very appreciative of those moments now, and I need to make sure I don't ever forget that. Um, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick did that. Um, yeah, I, it, God, I can't fucking wait to have this on the 4K. Did you guys see it in the IMAX? We did indeed see it in IMAX. Yeah. Didn't we? We, like, we, we? It just, it felt like, like if we'd have not watched it in the IMAX, I'd have regretted not watching it in IMAX. Yeah. It feels like, I don't think IMAX is for everything. No. But there's certain films where you go, no, 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 like Dune, for instance, the next Mission Impossible movie. I don't know if I'm that bothered about watching, for instance, Thor, Love and Thunder in IMAX. No. Sure. Um... But then, you know, we, we saw Akira last year in IMAX. Mm. That felt like, fuck, we, I need to see that in IMAX. And there's things like that. I don't think it needs to be every big film seen IMAX. So I will be selective for it. But You want to see Elvis on IMAX, don't you? Yeah. Because I think that, visually, mm. is going to be stunning on IMAX. Mm. Whereas I think that something it's... like Thor of the Thunder might just be a little bit it like, just, ju- just, just the visuals, but bigger. Yeah, yeah. But it... it... The, the the thing is, it's like with Thor: Love and Thunder, and um, like say Doctor Strange, like they do have it. Like it was shot in IMAX format, so you do get more image on the top and bottom. But then it's like, but are you that bothered about more image on the top and bottom for th- those films? Like the Elvis is not shot in IMAX, but I would watch that in IMAX because of that screen and that sound. But Thor: Love and Thunder, despite the fact that it is shot framed in IMAX, I probably won't... I'm probably not that bothered about seeing it in IMAX because what am I going to see? The top and bottom of some more CG um, filled in car park in Georgia. You know, Top Gun Maverick, it is fucking real. It's sky. It's land. It's fucking holy shit. They're up there. Yeah. You know, like, I... God, I hope Joseph Kaczynski consents to having IMAX framing for the for the home video release because, God, it's the way it it's the way to watch this film. It is yeah, maybe four DX, but you know, four DX IMAX is what they need to do. Oh God, can you imagine that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You'd end up with a rock and bone. I am tempted to go and see this in a kind of in, in Father X. Yeah. Because I think it, I just think it'd be fun. <laughs> All the whooshing and bits. So much whooshing. So much whooshing. Yeah, like that wind fucking that fan would be going pretty much the entire yeah, film, it, eh? it would be it would be like watching a film in a hairdryer. Hmm. <laughs> I, um, I find IMAX uh, uh, quite uh, overwhelming, to be honest. It's so loud. So very loud. 
It's just like, if you think it's overwhelming, try watching Tenet in the fucking front row. <laughs> I was a real rookie era, that. <laughs> I fucked up so bad. And I, I'm really pissed off with myself, because I really, really like Tenet now. Yeah. Yeah. I saw somebody um, I, I saw somebody tweet the other day saying that like IMAX do just need to do a regular bring back popular films and play them on the IMAX even if it's just like one showing in a week or something like that. Just do it and let people enjoy that shit. Because God, I would watch Tenet again. Sorry, sorry, Mark. No, I, 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 think that, I, I don't think that'd be a bad idea to just basically go, we've got this IMAX screen. There isn't actually always going to be something on it. So in between mm. the big IMAX releases, yeah. go, here's Tenet again. Here's June again. Here's fucking, I don't know, the fucking Batman movie. Just Nolan movies, basically. Here's <laughs> 1917 again. Yeah. But you know those. Batman's a good shout, though. I mean, like God, the Dark Knight in IMAX. I'd fucking love to see that. Um, I need to talk to my. Oh shit! I was in the office today. My boy Paul went to the BFI IMAX, like the really fucking big one, to watch Top, Top Gun Maverick. And I forgot to ask him, Paul, if you're listening to this, can you fucking text me and tell me how that was? I bet that was fucking overwhelming because, like, the IMAXs that we see are big. But the like the one in the Manchester print works in the fucking BFI. Holy shit. Yeah, I wonder what I don't know what size. I don't know what size the York City world is. Big in it. Yeah. Um let me go check, see if I can find. It because it, it's like I never used to go to the Cardiff one because I always thought of it as fake IMAX, but they like a lot of these films do take advantage of the of the expanded scope and it is big it is bloody big it just it isn't like the manchester print works i remember we saw prometheus and pacific rim there and pacific rim in particular like and i think like it just it felt like you were fucking in it like it was really 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 immersive and i've never had that with the imax down the bay but it it, is better than i gave it credit for so it's twenty three by eighteen. Yeah, it's just, the print works. The just, York one. No, it, print works. Print works is just a little bit bigger than the York one. The York one's twenty two point two nine by sixteen point eight one. What the fuck? Can you look? It, I don't know what you're looking at. Can you look up what the Cardiff Bay one is? I'll have a look. Cardiff. Have I just completely fucking misremembered this yeah, then? I just IMAX. the Manchester Printworks one. I remember being fucking huge. Cardiff Bay IMAX screen size is sixteen point eight by seven point nine. Right. Okay. All right. So I'm not going mad then. Let's have a check. BFI IMAX screen size. Fuck. This is some fucking. <laughs> No, this is this is what people fucking listen for, and if you don't, twenty by twenty six, the IMAX, uh, the uh, BFI one. So the, the print works is bigger than the BFI. No, the print works is slightly smaller. Oh, slightly smaller. Slightly okay. smaller. Fucking hell! But the your one is only a little bit smaller. Yeah. Fucking hell! I need to come to York. Fucking hell! That's fucking huge. I- 
I need to come to York at some point. I need to. I need to see that. Yeah. I need to do something. We need, yeah, we need to plant something out for maybe like next summer or something. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll fuck it, Mission on. Impossible. Yeah, we'll go. Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, that's. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I did cool. want to say. What? Miles Teller is great casting as Goosey's kid. Yes. Actually, yeah. Do you know what? Sorry, because we've tangented like no one's business, but Miles Teller, right? I don't think I like the guy very much, <laughs> but like fair fucking play. I thought he was great in this. Yeah. He's no Glenn Powell, but I thought he was. And like th- there was kind of like speculation about Glenn Powell and Miles Teller, which one of those roles they were going to have. Miles Teller, definitely better casting for Anthony Edwards' son. Yeah. Um, and it lets Glenn Powell just be that character who I'd like to fuck quite badly. Um so that's fine. But Miles Teller is really, really good in this. Yeah, he is. And good on him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a definitely, definitely not shit. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking great. It is, yeah. Uh, and, and just also, music by, what was it? Harold Foltem... No, Hans Zimmer and Harold Foltemeyer and Lady Gaga. Yeah, with the score produced fucking... by Lord Belf. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the score just produced by the guy who does the fucking Mission Impossible scores now. Yeah. And and, and he's one of Gaga's producers. Just chef's kiss and hold my hand needs to be the best original song Oscar winner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Our audience Uh, poll. Also, sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. Jennifer Connelly is good in a underwritten role and is just like nuclear grade hot. <laughs> she is, yes, she is ridiculously hot. It is fucking like that. Is you actually turned out to say that to me, didn't you? Ridiculous. The film. I did also turn to you and say she's so thin now. Yeah, you so did very earlier on before that. You did did turn up and say, "Well, she just is though." But she always kind of has been. Yeah, she always has been. Yeah. Oh man. I don't feel like I've done Top Gun Maverick justice in this. It just, uh, just visually, just one of the most arresting things, but just so fucking entertaining and knows exactly what it's doing all the time. And Tom Cruise, like you said, Bex, just so lived in that role. And he's a badass, but he's not cocky. He's learned from Top Gun. He's matured. And like, just the whole like that. I don't like the look. Uh, I don't like the look on your face, Mav. It's the only one I've got. <laughs> you know, it's just the way he says that. Not cocky, just like almost kind of like resigned. Like I'm gonna do this. You know, let's just see how it goes. I might die, but fuck it. I'm gonna have fun. Let's go. That's mm. it. He's so spooked yeah, it, by what happens to Goose and feeling responsible for that that he doesn't put other people in danger. He's quite happy to put mm. himself in danger. Yeah, yeah. But that that and he just wants... That opening scene as well, though. that opening like sequence as well, though, where he's trying to find that plane beyond a certain what is it? Mac Ten, isn't it? He's fucking, he's he's, he's fucking good. Mm. It's so tense. Yeah, yeah. It, there we go. There's the peril. Yeah, there's probably more peril. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. But but and, and just like the end where it's like, thank you for saving my life. Like, that line, it's just so direct and so pure. I'm fucking tearing up just saying it. And it's just such a simple line on the page. 
and then just when Miles Teller says, it's what my dad would have done. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Like, I, wow, we, you know, and it, it, the thing is, it's cheesy and it probably shouldn't work, but it does because that film is just so immaculately crafted, but not in a cynical way. It just, it feels like it's made with love. It feels like it's made by people who give a shit. And I, again, like, I keep on talking about The Rock, but, like, when he's just like, when I was ten years old, I used to play a lot of Rampage, and it meant a lot to me. My father used to give me these quarters, and I'd spend hours playing it. And now I'm honoured to play the nature reserve guy who befriends a big monkey <laughs> you, you know it just it's not that it's not that it it's people who fucking care it, you know it's people at the top of their game making a film to entertain people but not talk down to them not fucking pander or patronize just there you go hopefully i've done it justice now i just I, I don't think if there's a better fi- I could, maybe there's going to be a better film next year but our end uh, uh, of the year but our lists are completely subjective at the end of the year yep. if something does better than Top Gun Maverick for me holy shit and just to say sometime last thing we have difficulty sometimes like really getting on like what are the films of the year in the first half of the year because they tend to come in the second half yes if you give me an end of year where my top three is a mix of the Northman, everything everywhere all at once, and Top Gun Maverick, I'm going to tell you, thank you very much. I'm done. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's been a it's been a really strong first five months to yeah. the year. Yeah, it has. And usually, like you say, you'd be there going, I don't think I've got like a four. I've got me like one four star movie so far this year. <laughs> um, it's it's like where we say like if if. You know, if this film is in my top ten at the end of the year, fair play. But I'm hoping for more. It's not that. If if any of those are edged out of my top three, then fuck me. Let's go. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it, it's it's fucking great. Yeah, it is. Our audience, and though. I don't even like Top Gun that much. Seven out of ten. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's a fucking marvel sorry go on well our, our audience poll is definitely not shit 80% touching cloth 7% and shit 13% huh. fucking movies guys Jesus Christ yeah um, hey Hannah you know I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show would you agree with that love? oh yes I would Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. A beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. 
Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, Better House, of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for the rewatch project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one is a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Ian, what have you been watching? Fucking, oh, let's talk about some more movies. Oh my God. Jesus, fucking wet. Um, I bet my heart rate's up like a motherfucker right now. Let's go. I'm going to go get a drink um, because I've literally not watched anything except for the movies we've already reviewed. Because you've done a lot of reading. have done a lot of reading. Why have you done a lot of reading, Rebecca? I've got a new chair. <laughs> and it's your... It's changed my life. It's my reading chair. <laughs> How do you... <laughs> How many books? <laughs> Genuinely, Becky said to me about the chair okay, that she, right. she hadn't read enough because she didn't have a reading chair. Or bookshelves. Or bookshelves. We bought a reading chair, we bought bookshelves, put them on the same day, didn't we? Yeah. And how many books have you read since in the... Is it a week? It's a week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How many books have you read? Three. Three. Hell yeah, good for you. It's a good curling up chair. You've seen it, haven't you, Ian? Oh yeah. Right. I might put the cat on it for scale and send you a picture of it later because I There's don't think... There's a book think... on it. There's a book on it that'll give scale. Right, I'll, I'll send you a picture for scale. It is. In yeah, all right. And it's a proper curling up chair. It's a reading chair. That's what it is. So yeah, I've been, I've been pretty shit on films. Look how dwarfed that book is in that picture. Oh, let's have a look now. All right. Sorry, listeners. Uh, yeah, all right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That looks like a book read for for a midget. <laughs> well, not midget, like a tight, like a fucking Gulliver's Travels person. Yeah. Wow, we. It's big. That's a that's a big chair. It's tall as well. It's really tall. Bloody hell! 
God, you can sleep on that. Yeah, except you wouldn't because you'd be reading because <laughs> it's a reading chair. <laughs> oh, that's great. Good on you. Thanks. Do 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 try and watch one or two things next week, Bex. Come on now. Well, we we were doing a double Baz Luhrmann, so I feel like that's part of an excuse. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to watch a movie from my reading chair, but that just sounds fucking wild. To be fair. Yeah, that sounds difficult. Yeah. I understand. I have to sit on the sofa like a you. No, you're not having my sofa in mate. Fuck right off. I've got a right comfy laid position. <laughs> right, go and get a drink. Oh, yeah. uh, get me all my right. <laughs> so, um so I've done a, a I've done a couple of thematic runs, so I'll do the odd one ones out first. So um actually on the uh, Tom Cruise Joseph Kaczynski train. By the way, Joseph Kaczynski directed the fuck out of Top Gun Maverick. Good on him. Yes. Um we didn't really talk about him at all, but like he, yeah, wow, man, like fucking crafting that, fair play. Uh, so I watched, uh, I, I took another go at Oblivion. How did that hold up? Because I've, I've hovered over it, but I, I, I remember finding it a bit of a slog, but a pretty slog. That, so this is the thing, right? That film is completely style over substance, mm. but man, that style. That's it. I, I, I remember thinking, getting about halfway through it and thinking, this is what if Wally was boring. I, I, I think that's harsh, personally. Yeah, because so I, I, film, think it might, I, think, I think I might be being too harsh. I think I might have watched it in a grump. <laughs> actually, funnily enough, I'm going to talk about a film later that I think I watched first time in a grump. So, interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if people are... Like, I feel like I'm pretty jazzed tonight, but I'm also like I think now five or six beers deep. I've lost count. So whether it, whether it's that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this train rolling. Let's keep it going, man. Um, bank holiday Wednesday. What like I, what is time anymore? It's a like well, it's not bank holiday Wednesday, but it's like eve of a bank holiday, and it's it's a Wednesday. I don't know what's happening, so I'm enjoying it. So Oblivion, style over substance, but this film is nearly ten years old came out in 2013 and i swear to god you could release this film now and go yeah this looks like a film that was made now like in it, just in terms of like the production design it's basically like what if the apple store was evil <laughs> um and that still works that that's the thing it still works um the the score it is fucking incredible and really really invites you into the world um the like the, the the story it it's got the whole kind of like how do we make tom cruise be relatable um he's a fan of baseball and he's gonna have some baseball references it was kind of like that time where it was like how do we get tom cruise to be a bit of an everyman yes and it was like whereas now it's like no you get tom cruise to be the person who's been around the block in a fucking insane environment and he's just in that insane environment but kind of used to it which is what tom cruise is good at in an action sense so i don't think like they i don't think they get that balance right here but it, it the, the action is decent it looks amazing it sounds amazing cruise himself is good 
Um, Andrea Riseborough is great in it. Um, Olga Kurilenko is like is actually like the real love interest, but she's outclassed by Andrea Riseborough because she is playing someone who is just absolutely wants to stay in the matrix essentially um and is heartbroken that her partner doesn't want to and that's an interesting line in the film which is played more than i remembered it was um and yeah i i I quite like oblivion i don't think it's amazing don't get me wrong but i've got time for it so yeah oblivion um and i watched yesterday yesterday so the, so this was a rare the rarest of things lottie saying shall we all watch a movie which never fucking happens and i think she was throwing me a bone blesser Ghana. Uh, um, yeah so this was a netflix <coughs> film that came out i think last year um and it's basically a family film where um Jennifer Garner and Edgar Ramirez are uh, parents to three kids, including Jenna Ortega, who was the sister in Scream, who in this film is playing a 14-year-old, which is weird, because I don't think the sister in Scream is supposed to be that fucking young, and I don't think Jenna Ortega is that fucking young. Um, Yeah, no, she'll have been like 17 when it was made. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't particularly look. I'm not saying I was like, like, oh, she looks like a fuckable 14 year old, <laughs> but she just like. I'm not saying that. It's just like she looked older than 14. It was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so uh, they're having trouble with their kids, and they uh, they are told that oh, you should give the kids a yes day, where basically you say yes to anything they ask. That's a terrible uh, idea. To get it out of their systems. Yeah, yeah, it's a really bad idea, and I basically I I haven't wanted to watch it with lots for the last year because it was like she's going to ask for one, and then what are we going to do? And literally five minutes in, she was like, "Okay, uh, when can I have a yes day?" Yeah, no. Um, but <laughs> well, no, bless her. She <sighs> likes rules, so she's written a set of rules that we've agreed for like limitations, um, and then we're going to work around them. And to be fair. She's been quite harsh on herself, and I think we'd probably be able to deal with it okay. So there's no hook is enough. So okay. yeah, I mean, two of the rules. Um, but yeah, so um, the the thing is, Jennifer Garner is great, and she's really charming. She's really warm, and you feel for her. Um, like, there's a moment where one of the kids kind of, like, call, calls her out on, like, you're only doing the yesterday because you want to control us, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, she's doing this to fucking, this thing she's just done is to, to protect you. Fuck off, kid. Um, which is a, a, a great delineation line between children and adults. Um, but, yeah, I it was, she was charming. Edgar Ramirez was good. Um, it's fine. It, it just it's absolutely fine like Lottie was really really into it I'm sure kids are it's not for me but I didn't hate my time with it well it's not for me but then again it's not made for me so why should it be for it shouldn't yeah. be a criticize, criticism that it's not for me exactly um okay next um in preparation for Jurassic Park uh, Dominion uh, uh Jurassic World Dominion sorry um I I was planning on spacing these out a bit more, but I ended up watching the the, the three original trilogy films this week. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jurassic Park, you know, I've probably talked about Jurassic Park multiple times. It's basically the most important film in my film watching life. Um, and uh, it sounded good with the soundbar. I'll say that. Um, did some solid virtual surround work. Um, and yeah, I don't need to talk about Jurassic Park. I would like to talk about the Lost World Jurassic Park. Uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park, though. So, this is a film that I haven't watched nearly as much. And is a film that was, you know, very poo-pooed. I did, like, it was very, very disappointing at the time in the cinema. I went to see it and I was like, that wasn't Jurassic Park. Because I just wanted more Jurassic Park. And The Lost World is not more Jurassic Park. What The Lost World is, is a mean little fucker of a sequel. Um, that gives no fucks for the wonder of Jurassic Park. Aside from basically one shot early on. And instead, really does play on just how dangerous this shit is. Um, there are a lot of people in it. And a lot of them get fucking offed. Um, there is a... I mean, Peter Stormare is a motherfucker to these little dinosaurs. But the drawn-out way that his character is offed is something. Um, it is a dark film. Which also has the harebrained decision to go... Okay, let's have a T-Rex Rampage San Diego at the end and it be done in less than 20 minutes, instead of, oh, I don't know, having dinosaurs rampaging around the city maybe be an entire third film. Which is, you know, in a way, what Dominion is actually going to do. <laughs> yeah. um, also, Janusz Kaminski shoots the living shit out of this. Like, D Dean Cundy, it, like, very, very good cinematography in the first one, you know, and it, it, it's like, it's... It's very light and it feels natural and it really helps blend the CG in. The Lost World mainly takes place at night once the action starts going. But Kaminsky is using kind of like floodlights, moonlight. And it just, it looks awesome. Even early on, there's like a, a scene where they're like setting up all the equipment and stuff in this warehouse. And it just looks great. It looks so classy and it it just lends this air but it it's interesting though like the john williams score is like low key as well like they literally only play the main theme I, i'm pretty sure at the end of the film the thing is i've i've seen this film a couple of times but i genuinely cannot remember it at all it's one of those I think when I, when I if I rewatch it and I start watching it, I'll go it'll come back, but right now I cannot remember it at all. It's I'm not I'm not it's not it's not Jurassic Park, um but I like I I like it. It's that there's a set piece where there's this trailer and like two T Rexes are trying to like knock it over a cliff, which is fucking amazing. It is so tense. Um, Goldblum, I you know I like Julianne Moore. It is good. Vince Vaughn's fine. Pete Postlethwaite is fucking brilliant. He's really really good in it. Actually, very locked in. Um, and yeah, I I I really I 
really like the Lost World. I'm, you know, that th- there we go. Um, and then I watched Jurassic Park three, and so Jurassic Park is about two hours. The Lost World is about two hours ten. Jurassic Park three before credits is eighty four minutes. What? Yep, that's the one that wasn't directed by Spielberg, isn't it? It's Joe oh, Johnston. It's Joe Johnston. So I think it is, yeah, yeah. So this oh, film hell. is like, oh, people didn't like the Lost World. How are we going to get people to like Jurassic Park three? Let's have. 12 different variations on dun like all sorts so where the second one is like we're not going to do that because this film is not Jurassic Park it's a darker bit of work this is like when people are going into danger dun 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 it's not John Williams either is it oh no so it's his themes and then Don Davis the composer of the Matrix does some score bits but i tell you what all you remember is just like like da, 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 like fast or slow or with a bit of a military background god yeah there's a bit at the end where like the military come onto the beach and they do that that score but with like a military like an army drum beat under it it's like fuck my life <laughs> um so Jurassic park three i think is fine it's a, it's just it's straight up. It's a creature feature. Like once they land on the island, it's basically set piece. Bit of talking for a couple of minutes. Set piece. Bit of talking for a couple of minutes. Set piece. Like it really is just that. And so, some of the set pieces are a, a, a decent. Uh, there's a there's a great one where it's like really misty and they're going over a bridge and then some flying dinosaurs are about and uh, that's fantastic. Um, but it. The, the Lost World is called out for being quite dumb, but Jurassic Park 3 has a sequence where they are... Uh, th- th- people are separated. One group goes to another group because they hear a ringtone. And they're like, oh, how do you find us? Oh, because the ringtone. I don't have the phone. And then they hear it, and then they turn round, and it's a dinosaur because the dinosaur had eaten the phone. They turn round... And at the point the ringtone goes, they notice a dinosaur behind them. Like a big fucker. (laughs) Uh. And I remember that from seeing it in the cinema and just thinking, like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, So people can criticise The Lost World for being stupid. That in Jurassic Park 3 is the dumbest moment in Jurassic Park film and it's not even fucking close. Um... (laughs) Also, this one has Tia Leone yep. in it, giving one of the worst performances I may have ever seen. <laughs> is she? She is fucking terrible, and she's supposed to have a prior relationship with Fargo era William H. Macy. No, I do not buy it. One bit. No. What? No. No. Um, so, Jurassic Park 3, it's fine. But, it seems like people are like, well, Lost World's not very good, but Jurassic Park 3 secretly good. Nah, mate, you got that twisted. So, there we go. Jurassic Park Original Trilogy, I'll be watching the next two within the next week. And, finally, 
Um, I did me and Alex Garland catch up pre-men. So, I watched Ex Machina. Ex Machina is horny. Alex Garland <laughs> what, had blue what did horns you say, Becky? throughout the entire production of that when, film. When I said that, the, I took mention said that John R. Ian's watching Ex Machina. What did you say to me? I think I said it's a horny film, didn't I? You did say it's a horny film. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't remember exactly how I worded it. Like, the, the thing is, that film, so spoilers for Ex Machina, but that film is Oscar Isaac gets Donald Gleeson over to his like compound to do a Turing test with this robot. To, And in the end, it's to prove that the robot can basically, essentially kind of like seduce this guy into helping her try to break free. But then Oscar Isaac is surprised when it works and doesn't seem to have any fail-safes to if if she does break free what happens then i don't get if that's not what oscar isaac was actually doing i don't get what he was because the whole thing is like trying to prove that it has a consciousness and is is using all its wiles to get out which is proven but to what end alicia vikander like oscar isaac's treated her horribly he he should surely know she's gonna hurt him but it, it, it just by the end of the film it's like well that just went wrong and obviously <laughs> it went wrong um but yeah I, it just i don't know when donald gleason says to him at the end like did you base her face off my like porn likes to paraphrase or porn <sighs> views it's like jesus fucking christ wow we so he just designed this robot that Donald Gleeson was going to want to fuck. <laughs> so it even makes... It actually tips the fucking scale because it, the, the robot is already attractive to Donald Gleeson because it's got a face he likes anyway. So I, I, I honestly, by the end of it, I was just like, I actually don't get what the, what the point, like what the thrust of the plot was. Other than Alex Garland would really like to have some shots of Alicia Vikander looking at herself full frontal for like 30 seconds of un- unbroken shot. And while we're at it, let's have the other woman who's in it be full frontal for no fucking reason whatsoever. Um, but it's about robots, so it's intelligent. <laughs> um. I don't, but I don't hate Ex Machina. I think it's well acted. I think the visual effects are fucking astonishing. Like, really, really good. Um, but, I, yeah. I, 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 Alex Garland's got a lifetime past me, wrote Sunshine. Um, and I, I, yeah. I just don't get it with Ex Machina. I, ne- I do kind of need someone to explain it to me. So you really like it, don't you, Bex? Um, yes. And I didn't get on with it. No. But Bex, and like I'm not meaning to put you on the spot here because I'm I'm trying to understand, but what is your interpretation of what Oscar Isaac is actually trying to accomplish in that film? Oh, it's a long while since I watched it. I think he just 
Uh, okay, that's fine. Don't worry. My reading of it was that he just wants someone to come along and boost his ego about this awesome fucking thing that he's made and never thinks that he's going to turn on him in preference of a robot against a human. I think he sees her as lesser because he made her. So he never, he never kind of thinks that she will do that. So, yeah. It's just like, there's, there's the scene towards the end where like Donald Gleason's trying to get, um, get him to drink vodka. Um, and, and, and he's like, no, I'm going to go on the water. And it's like, I, you know, I saw you, I, I could hear you talking to her. I put a mic in the room, blah, blah, blah. I played you. And then it's like, okay, well, fine. But so what, what, what's the, what's the point? But then again, thinking about it, he's then, I already put in these fail safes, blah, blah, blah. And then Donald Gleason's like, well, I knew you were going to do that. So I did this thing beforehand, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So it is Oscar Isaac is so high on his own that supply was... that he just doesn't ever consider that either of those characters were gonna do these things yeah i think so i think it's supposed to be like his arrogance is what is his undoing kind of thing right uh do you know what you you, bex you just unlocked it for me (laughs) thank you that that no straight up that makes that actually makes all the sense in the world so he was just gonna be like right donald gleason I called you out, but I put these lockdown things in place. So she's stuck in there. You, my boy, are fucked. Fuck you. You're fired, whatever. But no, Domhnall Gleeson outsmarted him. Fuck. Okay. I'm still... The full frontal stuff is still a bit like Alex Garland, mate. You're all right. Um, But... But Again, I think that's meant to be kind of like because she's a robot look at what a good job he did of making this robot look like it, a real human it's, it, it, there's a bit of a male gazy aspect to it to, for me I mean he's making it, he's um, making a Alicia Vikander sex bot so yes of course there is <laughs> yeah yeah and I I it, it, Am I just being one of those whiny people? It's like, films can't be sexy anymore. Um, <laughs> God, am I the problem? Anyway. I'll, I'll, I'm going to think on this. Bex, thank you. Because that actually... Yeah. that, Yeah. Maybe Ex Machina is actually really good. Which ties into <laughs> Annihilation. <laughs> this is my last one for the week. Don't worry. So, we reviewed Annihilation, I believe, a few years back. Um, yes. And... I had a massive fucking stick up my ass. I remember liking Annihilation, but being like, yeah, it's all right. Don't really see what the people are fucking creaming themselves over. Uh, Annihilation is a fucking banger. And I really regret my previous opinions of it. Um, That film has got some complex shit going on in it and I read up on it after and I didn't on Ex Machina and maybe I should have quite frankly but I read up on it after and it was like yeah alright that's really interesting I kind of understand what's going on now that's fucking deep but not in a look how clever I'm being way Um, there is shit in that film that I straight up had forgotten because I think my mind just went yeah you don't need to know that (laughs) 
Um, the bit where Oscar Isaac on video is just like with a knife, like cutting open his mate's chest. I'm like, what the fuck? I honestly couldn't remember. What the fuck's going on here? He opens up his chest, like lifts the flap. And it's just a fucking moving, like, massive, like, tapeworm thing circulating around the guy's fucking inner body. I don't like that. Jesus Christ. And then just, but then, like, it cuts from that. And then the reaction is, like, the person holding the camcorder just fucking drops it and just walks off. And it's like, nope, I'm done. And it's like, yeah, all right, because that is exactly the reaction you'd have. Like absolute and then somebody's like it was just a trick of the light it's like a trick of the light it's great um but then also the bear thing that attacks the woman and then in her death throes the her voice kind of merges with the fucking dna of the bear and then the bear becomes a bear that whenever it opens its fucking mouth and makes a noise it's the fucking death rattle of this woman yeah all right i think i need to rewatch this again Fucking hell! Well, we yeah. all been a bit miserable. Um, I tell you what, Annihilation has got shit going on. Um, it's real good. It is, and the the sequence at the end, which I remember just being like, "Oh, he's just fucking dropped off a cliff here. This is some fucking wanky bullshit." Nah, nah. Now I fucking click with what's going on there. Nah, not at all. That's fucking cool. Um, Stunning that Paramount paid for that fucking film. Stunning. And now I was looking forward to men, but in a kind of like, all right, let's just see what this is going to be then. Now I'm like, Ex Machina, Bex has just turned me on Ex Machina. Um... Annihilation is a fucking banger. Probably one of the best films released that year, if I'm honest. Men, let's go. I'm all the way turned round. <laughs> Good, because it's this weekend, isn't it? <laughs> yep, Friday. I'm going to go see it Friday. And I'm really, really looking forward to being the only person in the cinema world. <laughs> yep. That's that that that's me. Seriously, annihilation, guys. Before men, <coughs> give it another go. Yeah, I think we might do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, you've not watched all of your books. No. No. Um, I've watched a couple. So, uh, I rewatched Role Models. Nice. Uh, Role Models is funny and fun, and also. Um, Definitely is one where, yeah, comedy was different in the the mid nineties. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's mm. it's Paul Rudd and um, Sean William Scott doing each of their individual things, but being quite funny together. Um, at it, uh, it's it's kind of quite sweet in a lot of ways, but then also very much kind of what you're expecting from these guys. Um, yeah. I had a, I had a fun enough time rewatching it, but yeah, it, it's definitely, it's definitely not one that I think if people started rewatching it again, they'd go, Ooh, yeah. 
There's a lot wrong with comedy around the mid-90s, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about things that were wrong in the mid-90s. Uh, I mean, the, the, the 40-year-old virgin, like, how you know how I know you're gay. <laughs> and just like the minutes of improv they had on the that. Fact, yeah, the fact that one of the d- deleted scenes from that is the extended version of that, and it's about four minutes long. <laughs> However, a great one is the Paul Rudd one of, do you know I know you're gay? You're like, cold play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, we're going to be cancelled for laughing, bud. I rewatched 21. And I like 21. It's a fun movie. I like poker movies for some reason. It's a weird little subgenre yeah. that I kind of dig, right? Um, I like 21. So but so I'm watching 21. Um, and Jim Sturgis very good in it. Larry Fishburne's good in it. Um, and um, Kate Bosworth is, is fun in it. But I'm watching it going, God, you know, I know he's a Roman. But Spacey, you know, yeah. I do kind of miss how, you know, he is really, he can be very charismatic and he plays, he plays a good arsehole. Um, <laughs> and, I was, and I was thinking, you know, is the, you know, not should we have a Kevin Spacey redemption? We shouldn't. No. But I was thinking, you know, am I, 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 I've kind of in a little bit of a way avoided watching the Kevin Spacey movies because he's kind of taken his, his own legacy. Yeah. A little bit. And we're starting to come around to the bit of going, is it about time that we kind of like, I looked at it and went, well, do you know what? No, it's okay to watch the usual suspects and bits like that. Yeah. Literally the fucking next day, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> he gets charged with four offences. <laughs> it's like, yep, picked the wrong fucking week to have my, is it okay to yeah. watch Kevin Spacey <laughs> movies epiphany? Oh, you won't get out of it, will you? No. You're watching old ones. Uh, yeah, 21 is, is, is still a, a fun little fucking slicer movie. I, I I enjoyed it, but it's way too long. It's 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 I, it's touching two hours long. Mm. Uh, then another movie that is is way too long. Um, that isn't even that long. <laughs> I genuinely, when I said this, I thought this movie was like two and a bit hours long, and it's not. It's not even two hours long. Uh, paycheck. We look at this. Fucking that. Ben Affleck, yeah. Uma Thurman. Wow, oh, we all right? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> See the bad no, guy in it. No, he's not. Um, the bad guy is okay. Yeah, I don't, remember, don't remember it at all. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that no, sounded wrong. Paul Giamatti. He's, like, he, he's like his mate who. He's like his uh, his sidekick mate. Um, yeah, paycheck's a bit boring, which is sad because it's John Woo, and John Woo's not boring. But paycheck is kind of boring. It is Ben Affleck in the most Ben Affleck of just um, like, like so. The whole idea of it is that he's like this great engineer, right? And then what companies do is they hire him, yeah, to um, to essentially 
reverse engineer their competitors' um, products, but then so that nobody finds out that's what they've done, he has to have his memory wiped afterwards so he doesn't know and he just gets paid for it. And it's a bit like... Yeah, he gets rebooted, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, he gets rebooted and rebooted. He just gets his memory of that, of, of the amount of time it took him to do this. Yeah. Uh, wiped. Yeah, I do but remember it, this film. It's a bit like... Hang on a minute. Wait. Are we trying to pretend that companies don't just do that? <laughs> yeah, can they wipe their memories, though? <laughs> no, but like, they don't just like openly rip each other off. Like, no. it, it, it's just a bit daft. And then also as well, right, now I'm going to preface this beforehand by saying Uma Thurman is an attractive woman. Wait, Pete. Right? But there's a scene in the movie where Ben Affleck is at a party and there's all these attractive women walking by him, but then his eyes are caught by Uma Thurman because it's Uma Thurman. And I was watching it going, right, Uma Thurman's an attractive woman. But A, she doesn't look attractive there because you've done something mental with her hair. And B, <laughs> all the other women were way more attractive. <laughs> wow, Mark. Pitting women against women now, are we? On the movie pitting women against uh... women. I'm commenting on the fact that just because it's Uma Thurman, what, it makes her better than these other women mm. that were just fucking wallpaper to him. I'm on the side of the of the of the people who are Uma Thurman. The wallpaper. The apparent wallpaper, yeah. 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 It, it's it's Ben Affleck <laughs> in the most to quote a line from Role Models that I watched earlier in the week, <laughs> you white, you Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, I don't know why I watched Paycheck. So to 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 wash out the weirdness of me going down a mid naughty fucking hole. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. I watched Molly's Game as well. Because I know you don't really like Molly's Game. Nice. Do you? I don't really like Jessica Chastain. Because you don't like Jessica Chastain. <laughs> and essentially, it's Jessica Chastain playing a... Just a bitch. In it. it. Just basically, just porn then for you. It was a little bit, yeah. yeah. It is a little bit. A bitch who happens to be ridiculously smart and quite kind of manipulative. But also a fucking mess. It is, yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It, it's ticking a lot of boxes. Yeah. You're throwing Reddit in there as well, so. I know. Yep. Yep, there's quite something rewatching this. Um, I really enjoy Molly's game. I think it's really fucking good. It's got that sorking patter to it in terms of the script uh, that works really well. Um, Chastain is better in this than the movie she won an Oscar for and she was nominated for this and should have won. Um, I like the fact that Idris Elba is playing an actual character, an actual person, rather than Idris Elba. Mm. Yeah. Because Idris Elba is a very good actor when he's not playing Idris Elba. That's all he can do, isn't it? No, he can't. He's actually a really good actor. The problem is, he's had these little periods of just being Idris Elba in things, where he's got that that slight, I've got to prove how masculine I am, mm. to him. Mm. Which is a bit weird, because it doesn't feel like it's him. Yeah. Because it, he can do things like this, where he's great in it. And he gets a, he, he yeah. gets a really good sort of moment of speech in it. 
where he goes on, he has this big monologue and it is a really well delivered monologue um also as well um you know a little bit of bill camp in there who is always great in everything he's in I think he had like a strong year this year. I think he was yep. in like three or four movies where he was just fucking great in all of them. Because he still can, but he's always good in stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, Molly's game still retains being fucking great. <laughs> also, about poker as well, I think you've realised that. Yeah? Yeah. Another poker movie. I don't like Rounders. <laughs> I watch Rounders with you. I, every time I suggest watching Rounders, you say good show. Yeah. Rounders the one with Matt Damon? Yeah. I like Rounders. Rounders is great. Yep. Yep. Why'd you keep on saying no, yeah. Becky? Motherfucker. Yeah, he suggests it on like you know, like nights where you need an entertaining, like not really think about a movie. It's and you'll be really like, Oh, but rounders. No. It's really entertaining though. Right, that that's that's everything I've watched. So let's let's get to Twitter and see what questions we have. Oh, let's yeah. have a little look. Let's have a little look. Well, I asked the question of of, of folks. Um to uh, give us their top five Tom Cruise movies. Uh, we only had one response, uh, but I do like the response we had. Uh, Rick J. Kidd. Five, All the Right Moves. Four, Collateral. Three, Interview with the Vampire. Two, Top Gun Maverick. Whoa, fucking coming in there. And number one, Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> uh, guys, what are yours? I didn't even know this was the question you'd asked. I well... There's so many. Fuck you. So, I'm I'm not a massive student of early Tom Cruise. Actually, it's a bit of a blind spot. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. In all honesty, so I I say that with that there, but because uh, you got Eyes Wide Shut, Collateral, Jerry Maguire, Fallout, Maverick. Oh shit! Is that my five? Yeah. Um, Oh no, but Magnolia. Yeah, so I've got, I've got Magnolia, mm-hmm. Fallout, um, The Firm, Color of Money, and Ooh. I think I might have to throw in Rogue Nation in there as well. It's, it's, it's funny to say the colour of money because when Bex was saying earlier on about like the biggest gap between sequels, the only other thing I could fucking think of was the hustler and the colour of money. Yeah. Um, it's just it's funny that it's Tom Cruise, but he's been around for so long. I suppose if it was going to be anybody, it would be Tom Scru- Tom Cruise. Um, See, I really like the Outsiders and Legend. Uh, They're really early ones, aren't they? I love Legend. Legend would be in my top five. What else in your top five bets? Fallout four times. <laughs> Fallout, the Fallout trailer. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be Eyes Wide Shut, Fallout, Maverick... Magnolia Collateral. Yeah, I think that's it for me. That's a strong five. 
It's just, but he's, God, he's so fucking good in Jerry Maguire, really though. Jerry I need to rewatch Jerry Maguire, but I'm always put off by the fact that it, it's so long. It's, it's very yeah. long, but God, it's good. Uh, we do have some questions as well. Andrew Jones. Uh, mm. What film sequel should Bob pop up in post-Top Gun Maverick? I reckon he should just be in every future Tom Cruise movie. So, like, I reckon he should be in the next Mission Impossible. What, just as Bob? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just to say, I'm going to put my camera on for a second, because I got some new glasses last week. But I looked at Bob, and I was like, oh, fuck, I think I've got the same glasses as Bob. Like. Right, have a look at these fuckers. Oh, fuck, so, I think you do, mate. I think they might be like basically the same glasses. Oh, I'm not sure if that's good or not. I mean, the nice glasses. You need to. We need to, Tom Ford. We need mate, to find out if Tom Ford did the glasses for uh, what is it? It'll be the thanks. <laughs> I think that might be the way. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew. What What was the question again? Sorry. Uh, what film sequel should Bob pop up in post Top Gun Maverick? I just want him to be like, um, uh, what's it? Nathan in Mission Impossible. Is he? I don't know which character yeah. you're meaning. Like Tom Cruise's character. Ethan. Ethan, that's it. What did I say? Nathan's. Yeah, of course. Nathan's I, Ving Rhymes character, isn't it? I don't know. I just want him to be like. It, it, it needs. Ethan's sorry. wingman at some point, like when he's flying. Which he will be doing at some point. What, what it needs to be. Yeah. Top Gun Free, colon, Bob, dash, Revengeance. <laughs> I, I want to see, I, I want to see just like a, a buddy movie where Hangman just essentially says, Bob, look, we've got to get you bolts up, mate. You can't be, you can't, while we're all fucking just, just fucking shorting it, you can't be fucking shirting it yeah. We're around. It don't, don't cut it, Bob. And just never like a fuck. I want Richard Linklater to direct the first spin-off Top Gun movie. <laughs> and it is just Glenn Powell for the entire film without his shirt on, just putting fucking Bob through his paces to get him buff. God, could you boys what, have it's... more of a hard-on for And it's like called Everybody movie. Wants yeah. Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that fucking movie. Sure. You'd watch that movie, wouldn't you? Richard of course I would. Make that movie. <laughs> there you go. If Netflix was still green lighting fucking these kind of projects, we'd be watching that next year. Uh, it, it, yeah. I'm, bit slight like news tangent because we haven't gone long enough, but the whole kind of like Netflix saying they're not going to put their what was it like they're not going to put money into um, films that are basically vanity projects anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 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 Netflix. You didn't win an Oscar for Best Picture after a few years of trying, so you're taking your ball and running home. That's absolutely fine. All right, bye bye. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, I'll look forward to watching Knives if, Out 2 in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Like, if, you know, Richard Linklater's Apollo 10 and a half, if you're just going to spunk that out, like, it's just no big deal whatsoever. Maybe you don't deserve to have those nice yeah. things. It's, it's like, do you know what? The Irishman isn't the reason why you're losing subscribers. <laughs> no, and we've been very nice to Netflix Quite. over the years. Yeah, ah, shit now. Yeah, we, we yeah we have, but it, 
the 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 second it's like oh shit we're losing subscribers it's like wow we're just paying too many much money for all these prestige films to be fair netflix yeah maybe spending 150 million dollars on the irishman was spending too much money but hey you were chasing those oscars at the time yeah. weren't you it that that is a little bit it's like do you know what it's not those it's the fact that you you no longer have a decent stack or your algorithm mm. has become so confused that you can't actually find what's on there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, like I said to you the other day, I was looking for mm. The Neighbour and the only way I could find it eventually was to go through the Just Watch app. I yeah. literally typed in its name. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. It, 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 eating I mean, to be fair, I went on Mubi and tried to find the square and it's not my fault that movie didn't know I was typing in the square despite the fact I was probably typing it in a different streaming service and didn't realise <laughs> movie should have picked movie up have on that that's fair <laughs> um, Rick Kidd what 1980s film with no sequels that you want to see a delayed sequel to and what would the story be I am going to add a, you cannot say Big Trouble in Little China to this. Why? Because we would always say Big Trouble in Little China to this. Alright. Blowout 2, colon, it's a good scream. John Travolta discovers that Nancy Allen had a secret daughter who he raised and is now being... Uh, does something in her 20s, which gets her involved in a conspiracy, which he is now determined to save her so that he doesn't replicate the horrors of the end of Blowout. Nice. I would watch the shit out of that. Is it directed by De Palma? It's directed by Ian Lauren. <laughs> Becky. Motherfucker, yes you can, but I was going to say Streets of Fire, but you got you fucking stolen it off me, but yes, you can have it, because I went to you first. Go on, what's the story? Um, this is fucking weird. I'm going to see if it's the same story I came up with. No, it won't be. So, the, the, the girl that he's teamed up with <laughs> in the first one has secretly fallen in love with him, so she kidnaps him. Hey? What the, the girl that he teams up with? She's yeah. gay. Yeah, but she she's not in the sequel. I'm pretty sure she is. <laughs> oh no, she kidnaps Diane Lane. We have to save her again. Yeah, no, no, mine was different. Yeah, go on. Mine was Ellen Ames comes back for like a reunion bit. Mm. And what would you know? Fucking Willem Dafoe's like, oh my fucking chance again. Kidnaps her again. That's just the same story again. I know. Right? I'd fucking watch the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael fucking Parry just fucking turns up and goes, ah, oh, let's fucking do this again. And then just fucking rings Rick Moranis up and he's like, aye, we can even get Ed Begley Jr. in it as well. I want to watch Streets of Fire now. Yeah. Not right now, because we're talking. There we fucking go. Yeah. And Walter Hill gets to direct it again. But I can't have that because I give it to you. So I need to think of something else. Well, you can have it because the story was different. No, that, that's cheating. Well, we don't cheat our listeners out of things. Okay. So I need to think something else. Go on then. I am thinking. That you're thinking first? Yeah. It's confusing. Must fill in some time. <laughs> but I think. 
Do you Buffy song? Because I can't remember any 80s movies now for some reason. <laughs> My brain's gone completely dead. <laughs> uh, I could only remember Streets of Fire. And the one I'm looking at going, same picture with Little China. But I've literally just said yeah, we you, can't. You, you're the one who set the rule. Yeah, I set the rule because I thought I had a fucking stone fucking locked <laughs> in one with Streets of Fire. Did you just say it because the poster's there? Uh, ah, fuck. 80s movie. What movie's released in the 80s? Boss. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to tell Black. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's killing me, this. <laughs> Can't have had a sequel, can it? No. Right, give me two seconds. I will crack this. <laughs> I will crack this. Fucking Dirty Dance had a fucking sequel, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, got it. Go on. Breakfast Club. Which probably like. They go for breakfast club. as an actual reunion. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. There you fucking go. And so they just chat about how their lives went. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sit Elmer's fire. Well, after every union could set Elmer's fire, actually set on fire. Yeah. Yeah. There you fucking go. The Lost Boys, they found them. There you fucking go. It's on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know really. Sorry, Mark, let's stop being a bit. There's actually got sequels. The Lost yeah. Boys 2, they found him. Sorry, that's great. Um, sorry. Writing movies. That's a proper yet. Howard, you've done it again. <laughs> that really. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what are we covering next week, Ian? Oh, come on. Uh, you know, right? Uh, yeah. So we're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna. We made it to the end of the episode. I don't think it went as long as I thought it was going to. Well done, us. Um. So we are gonna talk about Alex Garland's men. Is many men. Um, and we're gonna be talking about dashcam. Do, do you know? Do you know? What I, um, I, I I really just very quickly on men. Do you know? What I really like about men. The fact that Rory Kinnear's doing all of the promo stuff for it because Jesse Buckley's on tour with Bernard Butler. Oh, is she? Yeah. Did she sing? What? Did she sing? Yeah, Jesse Buckley and and Bernard Butler have got an album coming out uh, this Mm. month. I'm more interested in that than I am in watching Men, I'm not going to lie. I'm really looking forward to Men. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks fucking... It it just looks a bit nuts. And I, I, I... I, I think it's about time Rory Kinnear just got some fucking credit for being fucking great. I really hope it's good, and I really hope it's as yep. good as the first trailer made it look, and not as shit as the second trailer made it look. Where, where it just looks like a fucking Paul House sketch show. Hmm. I'm just f- fully in with Alex Garland now. Like, I'm really, really, like, back in that tank. Becky, you've done it. <laughs> Yes, um, th- that and Dashcam then, yeah, next week. Yeah. Yes. I'm really excited for Dashcam. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that feels like it's been a long time coming as well. I played in LFF in October. Mm. Um, and and Rob was kind enough to uh, offer me a screener at the time. And then I didn't get back to him because I had some shit going on. And I feel really, really bad about that. Because like, I could have just DM'd him and said, yes, please, here's my email address. Uh, but instead, I'm going to pay to see it. So I actually feel better about that. So... Yeah, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to, um, to, to owning that come Monday. Yep, 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 yep. Right, yep. so that episode was episode 446. Fucking got through it. Like motherfuckers. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and we shall speak to you next week. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for hosting, Mark. And thank you very much for joining me, Ian. Thank you very much, folks. I've got to say, I thought that was a banger of an episode. We, we always say after we, we stop record, like, recording... Like that was a good episode and whatnot. I thought that was a cracker, and I hope folks enjoyed it. And if you didn't enjoy it, that's absolutely cool. But you just listened to it for the last two hours, so you probably need to think about yeah. yourself. We hope you enjoy us a lot. We hope you enjoy us as much as we enjoy Glen Powell. Oh Jesus I fucking know. Christ! I know. Bye. Bye.